It's been an eventful week around here. On Wednesday night, we brought you the final Kansas governor's debate. And I have a question for you, Governor. Do you think that America and Kansas are better off today than they were before Joe Biden was elected president? Well, I'm not going to answer that question because for my entire time in the Senate and for my entire time in the governor's office, I have stayed focused like a laser on Kansas. Now we pick apart the biggest issue on Missouri's ballot. For smell alone, you guys got to smell this. In a few weeks, Missourians will decide whether to legalize recreational marijuana. I think Missouri should do it. More people do not need to be numb and out of it. This half hour, we bring you four newsmakers on all sides of the issue. And if you live in Kansas, pay attention. It's going to affect you, too. We talk with the district attorneys in Johnson and Wyandotte counties about what it could mean to you. Our countdown to Election Day begins this half hour. Stay with us. Week in Review is made possible through the generous support of AARP Kansas City, RSM, Dave and Jamie Cummings, Bob and Marlise Gorley, the Courtney S. Turner Charitable Trust, John H. Mize and Bank of America N.A. co-trustees, and by viewers like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome. I'm Nick Haynes. Great to have you with us again. Did you join us on Wednesday night when we brought you the final Kansas governor's debate? By the way, you never know who you're going to meet at one of these debates. Chris Christie was in our audience, the presidential aspirant and former New Jersey governor is campaigning for Republican candidate Derek Schmidt. If you missed the debate, here are some moments from the hour-long exchange. You know, I asked you at the state fair, uh, were we better off under Brownback than we are now? And I have a question for you, Governor. Do you think that America and Kansas are better off today than they were before Joe Biden was elected president? Well, I'm not going to answer that question because for my entire time in the Senate and for my entire time in the governor's office, I have stayed focused like a laser on Kansas. As governor, what is the single biggest policy change you will make to improve the health of Kansans? I'll expand Medicaid. Well, the governor said that now for four plus years and she hasn't gotten the job done. And I don't know what makes her think she's going to be a more effective leader on that issue next term than she has been in this term. We're gonna go back to questions from our Bar Association members, including from member Kevin. I would ask that each candidate sincerely tell us something great that their opponent has done while in office as governor or attorney general, and this starts with you, Laura Kelly. Oh, I needed a little time to think about that one. <laughs> it's not on the tip of your tongue already? It is not, but uh, give me a second here. Do I have 60 seconds? All righty, if you missed the debate, we are re-airing it right after the rebroadcast of this program. Week in Review repeats 11 on Sunday. The governor's debate will start at 11.30. There is no election-related issue we've heard more about this year, though, from our viewers than the upcoming amendment legalizing recreational marijuana in Missouri. In fact, I just got an email earlier today from one of our longtime viewers, Scott, who asks, is it true that the ballot question is 40 pages? long. He, that is totally untrue. It is 38 pages long. But you will only see just a handful of paragraphs when you walk into your local polling station. In short, it asks, do you approve of removing the state's uh, restrictions on possession and selling of the pot for Missourians over the age of 21 and expunging the criminal records of nonviolent offenders? But even Mayor Quinton Lucas says he still has questions about what all this means. For the answers, we turn to John Payne, campaign manager for Legal Missouri, the main group advocating for the amendment. He's coming to us from St. Louis. With a business perspective, Bianca Sullivan is with us. She owns two area medical marijuana dispensaries, one in Waldo, where she is now, the other 
Inley Summit. Eric Zound is the Platt County prosecutor who's been an outspoken critic of plans to further legalize pot. And we're thrilled to have Missouri State Representative Ashley Bland Manlove, who's with us too. She's loved to see pot legalized, but she says this amendment is the wrong way to do it and is leading a coalition to defeat the measure at the ballot box in November. I want to start, though, with a trip down memory lane. Bianca Sullivan, these are scenes from two years ago this month when you opened the area's first medical marijuana dispensary. People were lining up, as you see, around the block, even in fields uh, surrounding your Lee Summit store. This was clearly wildly popular. So why not just stick with medical marijuana? Why does Missouri need to loosen the state's marijuana laws even further? I think that people have seen that medical marijuana that we have had, we've had it almost two years now, I think next week, um, that the, it, it has done very well um, tax-wise, sales-wise, taxes for the cities, taxes for the state, taxes for the veterans program. Um, I think that the people of Missouri have seen that uh, nothing negative has really come of this. Um, and I truly believe that it is for the best for the state. It We've also bring, seen lots uh, of stories, though, on our television stations here and across the state of Missouri about folks who can get a medical marijuana card by just paying for a doctor online for like 199 bucks. You, you can get one card. So you, almost everyone can get one now. So why, why do we need to do it anymore? Um, a lot of people don't have the funds to be able to pay $200. And then the expungement aspect of it. Okay, um, we'll get into that in a moment, but right. John, John Payne, let me bring <laughs> yeah. you in from St. Louis, because in the last 24 hours, we've saw that uh, President Biden now has plans to pardon people convicted of simple marijuana possession. If that is the case, should we just call off this election? Do we need it anymore? Uh, we still definitely need it, uh, because, uh, and I, I encourage uh, President Biden's announcement there. Uh, but the fact is, is that the vast, vast majority of, uh, you know, marijuana possession cases happen at the state and local levels. Uh, you know, President Biden, uh, I'm glad he's doing this, but uh, the federal government doesn't prosecute a whole lot of possession cases. They prosecute pretty large cases. Uh, but all those uh, those possession cases, those are on the, the state's books. And if you go back, you look at the Uniform Crime Reporting data uh, going back to 1985, there have been about 400, uh, close to half a million people that have been arrested for marijuana offenses in the state of Missouri. Uh, and uh, the vast, vast majority of those, about 90 percent, for simple possession. And Amendment 3 would allow those people to have their records wiped clean uh, through an automatic expungement provision. Okay, Platt County Prosecutor Eric Zand, what are you worried about if voters approve Missouri Amendment 3 in November? Nick, let me tell you just a few things that I'm worried about. Uh, first off, I, I did oppose the medical marijuana amendment. Uh, I don't believe uh, that marijuana is medicine. There are 20,000 studies that indicate that marijuana actually makes things worse for folks. But recreation, recreational sales of marijuana are a very different beast. Let me just tell you what states that have legalized marijuana for recreation have seen. They've seen significant increases in crime. The black market for illegal marijuana explodes. Illegal drug cartels use the cover of the legal market to expand their presence. Drug-related violence becomes an even greater problem than it already is. Other criminal activity increases. Driving while high, uh, uh, fatalities and collisions skyrocket. Marijuana is now involved in one of every four road deaths in Colorado. And we talk about the tax revenue um, from, from this initiative. In Colorado, 
for every $1 in taxes collected, that state spends $4.50 counteracting the legalization effects. But for of the marijuana. last two years, there's been medical marijuana. A lot of people have been able to get it right now. Did Platte County go to pot in the last two years? You've seen, you know, crime murders escalate, crashes go well, up substantially. Well, I will say that crime has increased in marijuana uh, or in Platte County over the last two years. I can't connect it directly um, to medical marijuana dispensaries. But I will say this, marijuana sales for recreation are very, very different. You look at what this amendment does in terms of what it makes uh, legal. One of the worst things of, of this amendment is it tries to make it harder to keep people from using marijuana after they've been charged with or convicted of driving while high. This amendment tries to make it impossible for a court to keep that person from using marijuana as a condition of bond or while they're on probation or parole. I want to hear from even... some other people. I want to hear from Ashley Manlove, um, Ashley Bland Manlove in just one second here, but I just want to give you a chance to respond, John Payne, to some of the concerns that Eric Zand has listed there, which is a huge basket of different concerns. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let me tackle one in particular, uh, you know, is the concern about uh, driving under the influence. Uh, you know, we have not actually really seen uh, increase in accidents that are actually connected to marijuana in states that have legalized it. In fact, there was a, a study in the uh, uh, Journal of Health Economics just this past summer that found a correlation in a decline in accidents uh, and auto insurance premiums uh, that correlates with how close a person lives to a marijuana dispensary. Uh, and, you know, this is uh, where the sort of hypothesis of the authors come in, but they believe that's because these people are then uh, substituting marijuana for alcohol. And when you do that, you're less likely to be going out to a bar, driving uh, under the influence, you're more likely to be using at home. So this is actually likely taking people who are impaired off of the roads as opposed to the other way around. Uh, I'd also point out that uh, just this past week, uh, you know, the uh, Prosecutors Association, of which Mr. Zond is a part, put out a uh, press release that made some inaccurate claims, inaccurate basic factual claims about the amendment that they then had to retract. So I would uh, take a bit of a skeptical eye to some of the claims that he's making here. I want to bring in Ashley Bland-Manlove, state representative. Thank you so much for being with us. You are actually somebody, am I right in saying, actually supports the idea of legalizing pot? But this is the wrong way of doing it. Is that the case? Correct. Well, let me clarify for you. I um, support the decriminalization of cannabis. Um, but, I, but you are correct in that I do not agree that this is the right way to do it. So tell me then, if you were writing a tweet about this, what would that mm -hmm. say that, that, that underscored your objection to this particular measure? Uh, it's constitutional, so you can't change it. The addition of the fine to the uh, no smoking in public um, um, uh, leaves room for escalation um, with law enforcement and is a huge waste of uh, resources with those law enforcement. Okay, this is an important point uh, because you're talking there about the fact that there is a $100 fine if you actually uh, smoke marijuana in public. Right, because there wasn't a fine before, so now I feel like with a fine being added, it encourages law enforcement to actually enforce that, which then leads to escalation because other things are always going on and more George Floyd uh, type situations. So, so why um, I also think, yeah, please. I also think that the macro licenses are a sham because there's not 
one dispensary that I can think of nationally that has gone bankrupt, and you can't upgrade from that micro license. You know, I, uh, I so see I'm, a lot I'm of objections, about Representative, that. about who actually gets these licenses. It's the big corporate types who get them, uh, who's not getting the licenses. But don't most yeah. voters just care about getting a product that they feel is going to help them somehow physically and mentally? They really don't care about who the people who are actually making money off of it, do they? Right. People don't care about that, but it is because they are right trying to find their medicine right now. But me as a legislator, I'm supposed to be forward thinking. I'm concerned about their generational wealth um, and the lack thereof. And I'm concerned about um, the legacy market and how it has decimated our community and how, um, you know, some people are making billions of dollars off of this while some people are locked up. So um, I'm worried about those things, the nuances of it all. Well, some people still, before we go get over ourselves here, it, uh, about very much more basic questions. Bianca, first of all, uh, can you grow as many cannabis plants as you like in your basement if this passes? No, you will not be able to grow as much as you would like to grow. Um, you will have to register with the state, and I know there's a little debate about that as well. Um, you'll be able to have six clones, six non-flowering plants, and six flowering plants if you are only growing for yourself. Okay, John, can you fill your pockets with pot and smoke wherever you like? No, you can't, and uh, that was something I wanted to address here. Uh, it's, yeah, you know, we could have tried to actually legalize the, the public use of marijuana, but uh, I'll tell you that is not a popular position, and I, I think there are reasonable concerns about why that would be. Uh, you know, some people don't like the smell. That's uh, so, Some people are actually allergic to it. Uh, so, you know, I think there is a good reason why the, that could be limited in certain areas. Uh, and uh, But what we do is we do decriminalize uh, public use. So it is an infraction. It's not a, uh, a criminal penalty. So if you were fined, though, 100 bucks for smoking pot in public, that won't be on your record in any way? It would still be on your record uh, uh, if uh, if you do that after after the amendment passes. Okay. And is that part of your concern then, Ashley? Yes. Nick, I really need to, to comment on on two myths that were where we've just accepted in this discussion, and they are myths. First, we've got to expose the myth that our jails and prisons are full of marijuana users. That's just not true. In Missouri, only one percent, less than three hundred people in our prisons are there for any sort of first-time nonviolent offense, including marijuana. But more importantly, we've got to expose this myth that marijuana is medicine. If we're going to accept the settled science on climate change, we also need to accept the equally settled science on marijuana. Marijuana is a dangerous drug. And don't, don't trust me on that. Trust the nonpartisan National Academy of Sciences. They reviewed more than 10,000 studies on marijuana and concluded that marijuana use raises important public health concerns. They talk about things like mental health diseases, including schizophrenia, other psychoses, social anxiety disorders, depression, even after people stopped using marijuana. Bianca, would you like to respond to that? I have two things. Um, the first part of it, um, talking about the people that are currently um, in jail. So this does not only expunge those records, this will also expunge the records of people that are not currently in jail. It will also expunge the records of people that simply have this on their record and will allow them more opportunities for education, more opportunities for housing, more opportunities for jobs, more opportunities to participate in 
society and contribute to society. Why just legalize recreational marijuana? Why, John, even bother to do the expansion component? Doesn't that just complicate things and make your job harder to get this passed? In some sense, it does make it a little bit more complicated. I, I don't disagree with that, uh, but it's because it's the right thing to do. Uh, there are a lot of people that have these offenses on their record. Um, we're going to be making this, uh, uh, you know, this uh, legal now, and they shouldn't have to worry about having that on their record for the rest of their lives. What other consequences might come about if Missouri legalizes recreational marijuana? Could your car insurance rates go up? The NBC affiliate in Springfield interviewed officials with the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. We've done these studies since 2014, and the results have been consistent. We see about a five or six percent increase in crash rates in the states that have legalized recreational use. Russ says in general when crashes go up insurance rates also go up. Oh is that a powerful reason for people to vote no then Bianca? Um, I think there are a lot of polls or a lot of statistics and a lot of studies that have come out in the last five six seven years um, on the percentages of people um, that are in fatalities and wrecks and, and all kinds of things. Um, I think that statistics can be skewed in all different manners, um, and I do not agree with that. Now, of course, we are on a state line here, and things could get even messier if this passes. What happens to Kansans who come over to Missouri looking to buy legal pot? Right after the Kansas governor's debate this week, I spoke with Johnson County District Attorney Steve Howe and Wyandotte County District Attorney Mark Dupree. So what happens then if Missouri voters next month say, yes, we're going to legalize marijuana? What happens with you? Uh, do you just say, well, you know, we're not going to prosecute that anymore. We've got other fish to fry that are much bigger than this. We'll just let that slide. Uh, I'm not going to take that approach. It's a violation of Kansas law. But it doesn't mean that these people are going to go to jail. I mean, these are minor offenses, misdemeanor offenses. And if they uh, are picked up uh, or have contact with law enforcement with marijuana, they'll face the, the charges as they do now. What about in Wyandotte County, Mark Dupree? Well, it'll be the same. I mean, in Kansas, it's still illegal. And if you get picked up for it here, we're going to prosecute you. But we're also going to offer you the opportunities that we're already giving, which are diversion opportunities to get assistance, to make sure it's not on your record. And if it is, make sure you get the underlying uh, treatment if you need it, and then potentially get it expunged later on. But in Kansas, it's illegal. But does it make a difference at all if the person is a Missouri resident? They just happen to be working in the Kansas side, and during their lunch break, they decide to perhaps smoke a joint in their car. Does that make a difference? No, it doesn't make a difference, but it's a great point that I would love to bring out, which is it's important for Missouri folks, if they pass this, to understand uh, that though that bridge doesn't stop you from coming over, uh, you will be prosecuted if you come over high in Kansas and you are pulled over and, and arrested for that. So if I'm smoking a joint outside of Children's Mercy Park in KCK or at Oak Park Mall parking lot, I'm not going to be jailed because of that? Yeah, it's a misdemeanor offense and you wouldn't necessarily be put into the jail. So tell me, are there any other ramifications? from this that we should be paying attention to? I, from my view, um, I think we need to be real cautious about just legalizing it, especially since the American Medical Association has come down very hard against legalizing marijuana, especially because of its impact on youth. Well, I, I agree with, with, with Steve on this. We have to be careful with how we're rolling this thing out. But it also means that we are completely aware of the fact that people in Kansas, people across this country are beginning to really realize that medicinal use of marijuana 
China may be something that we should consider, but we need to consider it in the right way. Mark Dupree and Steve Howe, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That, that's a perspective on the Kansas side. We're getting a lot of questions from our own viewers. Damon in Gladstone asks, do you have to buy pot from one of these new state-licensed marijuana dispensaries? Or is it okay for you to buy pot from your office mate or the guy on the corner, Bianca? Um, yes, you will have to buy it from a state-licensed dispensary. Okay, but we see in California, I just sort of studied this week about the fact that more than half of all cannabis sales in the state, even though they've legalized it, John, are coming from uh, the illegal market. Yeah, I mean, California, though, the way they uh, set that system up uh, has a lot of problems, and I think the uh, the biggest one there is they have a tax rate that is somewhere you know 30 45 percent uh on the on the the retail price uh and when you have a tax that is is that high uh that will feed the illicit market because the incentive is well then divert the marijuana as opposed to paying the taxes uh that is one of the reasons why we set a fairly low tax rate uh six percent at the state level three percent at the local level uh which is more commensurate with what we do on alcohol and tobacco Here's the thing, though. The black market is always going to be able to undercut the, the legal market because they're not going to have any taxes. They're not going to have any regulations. And the other thing that, that really is incredible about this amendment is if this amendment passes, it's no longer going to be a crime for somebody under 21 to possess or use marijuana. It's no longer going to be a crime for somebody to possess marijuana in a school in a preschool. How, how is that? How is that marijuana. when it says it's for adults over 21? So here's the thing. It, it does say it's illegal for somebody under 21 to possess it, but there's no criminal penalty. There is this $100 fine or four hours of educational service. John. Yeah, we absolutely agree marijuana should be and will be prohibited to uh, people under the age of 21 in this. We don't want to make them criminals over it. We don't want to give them a criminal penalty that is going to hang over the head for the rest of their life. That's the concern, uh, because that's that is how you start someone down the road of, uh, you know, a life life of challenge and a life of, you know, being outside of the system and, you know, be, leading to more criminal behavior. We want to stop that before it starts. Um, Representative Bland Manlove, it was already mentioned about the taxes. This brings in six percent of all of the proceeds coming in does go to the state. That's a positive, right, as a state lawmaker? <laughs> um, sure. Um, <laughs> my concern is uh, where the funds are going. Um, it got thrown under the name of veterans again, and it is kind of a slush fund. It says, you know, some of it will go to this aspect of veterans. The money does go also to the severely underfunded public defenders program. Um, it will also go to drug treatment programs, and I think that that's really important. If approved by voters, Missouri would become the 20th state in the nation to legalize recreational marijuana use. If you live in Kansas, you are one of only three states where there have been absolutely no changes in marijuana law. Could that change as a result of this upcoming governor's race? Here's how the candidates responded during our debate this week. I have fully supported uh, legalizing medical marijuana for years. Here's my thought on the issue. I see people every day whose lives are destroyed or made worse because of addiction issues, and I think that is not a good thing. I think we have to stand up and stand strong against that. Now you can get more of their answers to the marijuana question and to other hot-button issues by tuning into our rebroadcast of the Kansas Governor's Debate Sunday morning at 11.30. If this passes in November, John, do all of the medical marijuana dispensaries simply go away? 
in a sense, uh, they would be able to convert their licenses to what we call comprehensive licenses uh, and then begin selling both adult use and uh, and medical marijuana. Uh, and then there would be another round of uh, 144, a minimum of 144 new licenses uh, that would enter into the market. Bianca, because you already have two medical marijuana dispensaries already, uh, are you guaranteed to get a full recreational marijuana shop as a result of this? No, it's not guaranteed. You do have to be, um, you have to request, first of all, to, to convert over. Um, you also have to be in good standing with the state. So you have to have had no violations with the state. Um, yeah. And the medical part of it won't go away. We'll still have our medical patients. Um, I know plenty of patients that have already told me they're going to keep their medical card. Um, they'll have their lower tax rate. Um, and we hope to always have uh, product available for them that is separate. Okay, I, I want to get through uh, just a couple of quick uh, practical questions. John, could you help me with this? This is uh, Darren in Lee Summit to ask if this passes, uh, do you automatically get your criminal record expunged? Do you have to do anything, or is it the Missouri magically just lets it evaporate? Well, it's certainly not magic. Uh, it's the, the, the circuit courts of the state will have to go in and find the records and uh, seal them, uh, and that is a, a process. But that do we you have to for. apply for something, or do they just do it automatically? They, they will do it, and they will send you a letter at the end of it saying the record has been sealed, and you can honestly say that it is, from the point from the point of view of the law, that has never, you know, that offense did not happen. Okay, and if this passes in November, does recreational marijuana automatically become legal for everyone, and you can just rush out and get whatever you want? It will take a little bit of time, because, yeah, the, the, they will have to convert over dispensaries, new dispensaries will have to open. Uh, so I would expect the actual first sales to happen uh, sometime in early 2023. Eric Zand, I'm going to give each of you an opportunity to give me a sense of what your final advice to voters is as they weigh up this ballot measure coming up in just four weeks now. Mm -hmm. Eric Zand, what is your advice to voters? 20,000 peer-reviewed studies show that marijuana is a dangerous drug. Let's trust the science. Bianca. Oh, yes, in November. Um, I think that most of the voters will really appreciate the tax value in it and the tax dollars that will... Um, come along with the adult use. I think that there'll be tens of millions of additional dollars um, pretty instantly uh, from the sales, and I think they can go to a lot of good use. Representative uh, Ashley Bland-Manlove. Everybody, make sure you get registered to vote, sos.mo.gov, because uh, we can't hear your voice if you don't show up. But read this thing and know that we can't change it if you do accept it. So let's hold out for something that's actually equitable and fixes the, the issues. Thank you. And John Payne. We're arresting uh, tens of thousands of people, nonviolent offenders every year for marijuana offenses. That's a tremendous waste of law enforcement resources and government resources that could be better spent pursuing serious crime. Uh, so let's put an end to that. John Payne with Legal Missouri, Platt County Prosecutor Eric Zahn, Fresh Greens by Anka Sullivan, and Missouri State Representative Ashley Bland-Manlove. Thank you so much for joining us as we unpack Amendment 3 on the Missouri ballot in just four weeks from now. By the way, next week our reporters return and we'll dissect two weeks in review for the price of one. Until then, I'm Nick Haynes from all of us at Kansas City PBS. Be well, keep calm, and carry on.